0: Welcome to the OptiSeller podcast, the place where we give data and advice to Marketplace sellers. I'm Dara and today I'll be chatting to Chris Cook, Senior Marketplace Growth Specialist here at OptiSeller. Chris started selling on Marketplaces 13 years ago. He ran his own Marketplace business, consulted to and worked with a range of organisations and retailers to help them sell on Marketplaces, He now leads our growth team responsible for delivering the scaling programme for sellers of all sizes to optimise and grow their eBay businesses. Today we cover how to prepare for peak trades, his advice on promoted listings, his predictions for top sellers this Black Friday and more. Each month OptiSeller will bring you the latest insights for marketplace selling. Let's get into the interview. Hi Chris, how are you?
1: Hi Derek. yeah I am very well, thanks.
0: How's your day going?
1: Yes, not too bad. Not too bad at all. It's a busy one with uh with working with all the sellers. Um you know, obviously gearing up for for peak trade, Black Friday and what have you. So so no, looking forward to uh, um the conversation today.
0: Great. Right. Um first, can you tell me what your role is at Optiseller?
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, Sure. So I am a my job title is a senior marketplace growth specialist, and what what that effectively is is, is sort of leading the team, delivering um, a, a scaling program, a growth program in the UK for um, you know eBay marketplace sellers. Um, and just background information, I've been with been with Optiseller um, for nearly two and a half years now, and prior to that it was. Sort of on the customer success side of, of of the business,
0: and what does the marketplace growth team do?
1: Yeah, so in a, in a nutshell, the the marketplace growth team, you know, we work with with sellers, businesses that are operating on on marketplaces, you know, in particular in particular eBay, um, and and like OctaSellers' tagline, we're we're helping them to sell more online. So so what we're doing is we're sort of scaling their accounts. Um we do this via a program um whereby we would work with some small businesses, you know, medium-sized businesses all the way up to sort of enterprise level businesses, you know, and and some of those biggest household name brands that that everybody would be familiar with.
0: And can you give me an overview of the scaling program?
1: Yes, the uh the, the scaling program, um so it's it's the marketplace growth team delivering that. Um sort of a small team here in the UK and, and there's, there's a team in Germany delivering um, a similar program as well. So it's a, it's a three month or a 12 week program. Um, it's quite intensive. So whoever signs up gets a dedicated uh, marketplace specialist, you know, again, with that focus of increasing their sales performance on, on eBay, on the, on the marketplace. Um, And and as I say, we work with marketplace sellers of all shapes and sizes and all categories um, and and verticals. And and like we just mentioned, the focus is to help them sell more online. And we do this via um, having an understanding of their listing processes and any pain points that those sellers in particular might be facing. And, And we work with them to try and help them overcome those obstacles. So in the, in the program itself, we, we take those sellers and businesses back to basics, you know, looking at all facets and levers of their stores, such as product categorization, optimization, promotional activity, advertising, consistency of brand from sort of website to how their store looks and feels. And then really we go, we go deep into their store's data to spot opportunities for growth um and just to put it out there you know what anybody who does participate is not going to hear from us oh you know to get more sales go and reduce your prices by you know 20 30 percent and and we'll we'll watch the sales come in that that's not our style Uh, our emphasis is to is to really squeeze as much performance as we can from from the data that's behind the listings that's already there and then improve upon that um because because you know we're all commercial individuals, and we want to retain as much margin as we can for the sellers because we know how competitive it is these days. Um, and again, the, the the program itself, you know, was designed with eBay in mind. But but one of the major positives that I think you know we found and learned since we started doing this in in twenty twenty one was you know the learnings of the program naturally you know help eBay, but but they they naturally help there are other channels and, and we've seen sort of countless occasions where that knowledge that's been gained um subsequently helps are other other marketplaces as well so it's in, in quite simply you enrich data for one channel use that and then you can apply that to um you know you can apply that newly enriched data to, to other to other channels of, of your business as well
0: mm-hmm. Great. Can you tell me a bit about like, how you started out in e-commerce?
1: Yeah, so th- this, this makes me sound a little bit old now, going, going back quite a long time, but um, it was in 2009, um, 13 years ago, blimey. Um, so that was pretty much when I started to immerse myself into e-commerce um, and it was, during, it was during my third year of university, final year, um, and it was really being a, a sort of a poor student back then. It was how can I how can I sort of make you know make a little bit more money alongside the part time job I had, and it was you know eBay became that 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 channel, uh, and I started just you know selling some sort of you know unwanted items of my own, and you know you naturally you learn. All right, there's people who 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 want these items. You're surprised at the value that they go for um and you know you you understand that there's demand there um but naturally you know with that in mind you're going to run out of things yourself to sell so then it's looking at other avenues to to acquire further stock and then it was really at the point of graduation where it was that decision to uh, take the risk at that age to 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 sort of go and 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 sort of have my own business um and or do i accept a job in in, in the direction of, of of what my degree was in um, and i felt at that age well, there's nothing to lose you know and then fast forward 10 years later i, I ran an ebay amazon business for 10 years um and then i transitioned back to the workplace um initially did some sort of consultative work for a local charity helping them with their online presence and then you know Tried to replicate that success and, um, and and subsequently did at the UK's largest plus size fashion retailer, managing their eBay and Amazon accounts. And then, obviously, to Octoseller, um, as, as we said about two and a half years ago. And it's sort of gone full circle, really. It's gone, you know, running my own business, you know, replicating that directly for other sellers um or for other businesses um in, in, in sort of the trading roles and then i guess indirectly as well via that consultative manner at opticeller um and one thing that that's sort of talking to sellers through through the program you know they really appreciate the fact that you've actually been there you know you've done that you've you've, you've been a seller yourself you've, you've managed accounts um worn the t-shirt um to coin a phrase but yeah, and it, it, again, it really, really helps to when you talk their language, and and you can truly understand the pain points that that, that they're facing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you've got experience in all three areas that you would need to totally understand how it all yeah. works.
1: Yeah, well, I I like to think so. I mean, I I don't, you know, there's always there's always so much more to learn, and and, and that's my big advocate of, you know, keep uh, keeping my sort of knowledge up to date because. You know e-commerce is fast and and things things do go out of date and um things change so um and i can do that through um through, through again selling stuff myself but also l- applying those learnings by you know talking to sellers um you know on a daily basis you pick up things and tips and tricks and then it's just just about sort of you know applying that and, and again you know passing that on as well within within the teams you know what 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 are the people who are delivering this or talking to customers what are they hearing and it's just building up that knowledge and then applying that across the business as well so if we bring the level of the foundation you know knowledge of, of marketplaces and e-commerce um, upwards
0: out of curiosity what did you study at university
1: it was accountancy in finance um, oh. So, so this is more fun <laughs> th- this is this is a lot more fun than, than looking <laughs> at accounts however you know the, there's there's a good um there's certainly a good uh what's the word sort of having that framework knowledge of accounting and being able to look at things and understand the margin it's it's very <laughs> it's very useful especially with you know with obviously the the costs of selling online um you know the, the, the fees associated with all the different you know, channels, advertising, um, and and so on. So, yeah, I, I don't I don't regret doing it at all. But um, I, this is, in answer to your question, this is a lot more, a lot more fun.
0: <laughs> um, and can you explain the correlation between data and sales performance? And is this something that's quite often overlooked by sellers?
1: Yes. So if we take the first part of the question, so, so yeah, they're heavily linked to one another. And, and, and unfortunately, to, um, uh, I have to sort of communicate this to, to sellers um, you know, most of the time. But you know, the days where you can really just list something on any marketplace with just bare bones, poor data, and watch the sales come in and not really have anything to optimize or tweak, Unfortunately, they're sadly gone. You know that there are some exceptions to the rule. you know if you're selling a hot product that's in demand with with low or no competition, you're obviously going to get sales, but but that's an anomaly. Um, but but to really back up what I'm saying, I think it's you know it's imperative to have that enriched quality data, you know to enhance that search visibility, you know, to ultimately drive the sales. The more relevant customers that you're going to get seeing your products, the more sales you will make. And the important word there is relevant. You know, there's no there's no point getting a relevant um, potential customers seeing your products or targeting the wrong customers because they're, they're highly unlikely to, to, to convert. Um, and again, that's just going to result in a lower conversion rate. Um, and eBay's algorithm, obviously known as Cassini, um, obviously many facets of that go into our algorithm. And let's be honest, you know, we've all got our own interpretation of it, um, you know, and we're never publicly going to be told the full way of how it works. But but from experience, you know, we can have a very good understanding of how it works and conversion and conversion rate is one of those facets. So and just so everybody's on that same page, you know, it's the percentage of the potential buyers who buy from you after clicking on your listings. You know, eBay likes listings and sellers when their conversion rate is high. And naturally, when it's high, it's going to push those products higher in search. Um, so, yes, to to summarise, there's definite correlation. Um, so, absolutely, get your data as good as it can be, um, and, and into how it's overlooked. You know, it's, the marketplaces are so are so competitive. You know, not necessarily just on price, but but the sheer number of those resellers. So, um, during my time here. Um to seller, I've seen many, many instances where sellers just do like a one and done exercise. So, so what I mean is they list products and they just stop there. They don't they don't do any further iteration, no further optimization to that product data. And then and then we might hear from sellers, well, why am I not getting that those expected rate of sales, or why am I not appearing at top of search? Um, or you know, you you the you've sort of answered own question there but you need to keep tweaking testing learning and optimizing that data you know use the use the myriad of tools available to help you drive your ebay performance use the opticella tools use the ebay tools and in harmony you've got um you know, you, you've got a great set of, pro- uh, of tools to really help you with that you know and, and by doing all of this to a high standard so all of the data work to a high standard you're giving, your ch- you're giving yourself uh, in the products that you're selling the best chance to, to drive those sales higher
0: mm-hmm. and what are your tips for sellers who are preparing for peak trade
1: so um so obviously uh, as we mentioned earlier on at the minute obviously having this conversation with sellers at, at this very moment as we speak in uh, towards the end of october um a common a commonly overlooked tip and one i've been guilty of myself um is you know to ensure that all your products are listed you know and, and available with with a quantity um greater than zero um you know as i say i've been guilty of this my time it, myself where we've all got stock in our warehouses and our storage units or our bedrooms, you know, not to miss out on the bedroom sellers here where, you know, come, come the end of peak where we think, Oh, I forgot. I'd got that. I forgot. I'd got this. Let's put it on. And um, so my, my one, my one, one of my tips would be do a stock check before peak, you know, go through your listings and go through your third party system and see, you know, what What are we out of stock that we could potentially get, you know, obtain or, or what have we what doesn't look right? what you know, and we're, we're, everything's we're all human and then things will be missed. Um, so it would be we'd be doing that. Um, and then the I guess a, a second tip would be, you know ensure that your listings are well optimized ahead of time. you know, personally, I wouldn't be making any major changes during the sort of the Black Friday Cyber Monday week week or two around that. Um, and my one caveat behind saying that is unless you you've got your products and categories on there that are not particularly performing well during that time, they're not getting that um, they're not performing well against the forecast. you know, maybe then you might need to make some minor tweaks. Maybe the image isn't conveying the product in its best light. Maybe it's incorrectly categorized. Um, and, and, and sometimes some of the most simplest things do get overlooked. And you know, may, as well, maybe the advertising, you could sort of tweak that, monitor it, scale it up, scale it back as as you see fit, really. So I think a bit of a harmony of, of, of tips there, but um I think you, you know, if you if you follow that, you you're putting yourself in that best possible um. Place to to make the most out of peak trade.
0: Can you explain how and when sellers should be looking into promoted listings?
1: So there's there's, there's sort of two tracks of thought with this, or I guess from 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 my um from my sort of point of view, and you can do these simultaneously. Um, you know, some sellers looking to get look to get into promoted listings straight away when they're new to eBay, and obviously it's, that's beneficial. You're going to get some sort of extra traffic hopefully extra sales to build that sales history behind your your new listings. It can be a great tactic to use. The downside of that is if you've got um, poor quality data on those listings, you could end up targeting those non-relevant customers that that we mentioned earlier. And subsequently, the returns on that advertising could be quite poor. Um, I guess on on the sort of the flip side or, or sort of in parallel my school of thought and, and what I would advise sellers to do um, and something that we talked through on, on the scaling program is, is to again have that solid foundation of data before you really begin that da- heavily dabbling into the promoted listings. What I'm not saying here is don't use them or don't, don't not use them, but, but use them further when your data quality is of that high standard. Um, and I totally understand that optimization of data so what i mean by that is enriching your titles your item specifics categories imagery that does that is not free i totally understand but it's certainly less expensive get spending that time getting that right than just losing margin on each sale becoming heavily reliant upon promoted listings so for me the data optimization is is a way of uh, setting yourself up up for success again with that backbone of, of good data, ensuring that your listings are going to have that increased visibility to relevant buyers. Um, and the, the listeners who um, who may have heard me speak before, but when I spoke at Tame Bay Live in in twenty twenty one, I did a, a sort of a masterclass session on listings on eBay best practice. And in the session that was directly before mine on the day eBay themselves, um, who delivered it about promoted listings, advised that the listing quality is just as important as the percentage ad rate within promoted listings. So obviously, for for, for the sort of the, the, the keen eye listeners here, that, that's obviously just for promoted listings standard. But this same logic that we're talking about um, definitely applies to the promoted listings advance, that PPC model. Um, and we could argue that the listing quality um, is probably even more um, important you know, when using that, that model.
0: Mm. And if you were to advise sellers to work on one aspect of their store before Black Friday, what would it be?
1: Um, so, uh, good question. And I think it's probably probably given the sort of the state of the economy and um obviously those strikes going ahead with 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 the with the company that everybody's aware of being royal mail um i think it would be uh ensuring ensuring a that you you you're offering customers a choice of those delivery methods so so, where you've got rural mail, um, historically, you know, maybe maybe customers may be put off by that. The, the, the sort of the guarantee that's going to arrive maybe um, slightly, slightly sort of off-putting there. Um, so, give customers that choice. Maybe have some backup delivery options just in case. Um, again, linked in with the, the, the delivery angle. You know, ensure that your dispatch times are achievable um, so if you see a, a real uptick in in sales velocity during peak just ensure that if you're using um if you're fulfilling yourself fulfilling yourself or if you're using a, a 3pl and just just check that that everybody can cope with that um to ensure that you're getting those items out outdoor quickly um, And I think, you know, it's uh, we've mentioned earlier, but the again, definitely advise people to have their listing data done before peak. Um, But I think probably the the delivery and dispatch is probably um, of higher sort of importance, given what's going on at the moment.
0: Mm. And what categories do you expect to see the greatest uplift over the peak trade period?
1: That's a really good question. If we knew, if we definitely knew the answer to this, um, we'd all be be sort of out there trading these goods. But um, obviously we've already seen the the boom in in air fryers um, um, that's been in the press quite a lot. Uh, I expect, you know, products of this nature, those small home appliances, the electronics, they're going to be sort of energy saving to continue to sell well, definitely through peak Um, and and i guess any products really that are going to require i guess a lowish investment um, from from customers and and the wider general public that that could help them save money on on their on their bills um again that energy again anything energy saving related but maybe even throws and blankets where people are less likely to put the heating on more likely to make do um and then i think naturally with that with that in mind we're all going to probably wear an extra jumper aren't we um and um there's certainly there's certainly some team members within Optizella who are already um the, the Scottish based uh, employees who are already wearing about three jumpers but uh but 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 now I think um the, the definitely the winter wear um and certainly we did some analysis on um kind a bit of the the sort of the women's clothing uh as well recently um that's specifically ebay but really comparing that that year on year sales of used pre-lived clothing versus the new clothing items those used and pre-lived clothing items uh, are holding up significantly significantly higher rate of sales than the sale of those new goods you know, this, this may well be a sign that that maybe maybe this winter, um, that given the, the the cost of living, that um, you know there may well be less new goods on listed um, and, and selling through. But, but but quite openly, it might well be that people are a lot more open minded now to buying you know those secondhand used pre lived items with with all of the push that, that that eBay in particular has been doing on that the um the, sort of the prelude, the sustainability piece this year. So I guess we'll we'll soon see. Uh, it'd be good to, to 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 know um you know early next year what later on this year what what actually does become the the best selling products. Um, and I guess um for, for listeners keep it keep an eye on our on our blog to to find out more on that.
0: Thank you so much for your time Chris.
1: No problem at all Darek it's been it's been a pleasure and um Hopefully, it's been uh, hopefully it's been interesting uh, to people to just hear my take on uh, on, the, on my background and 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 what what my role is at Optiseller and, and how you know, we're we actively you know helping sellers to sell more online.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it's been interesting for me, so I'm sure it will be interesting for them.
1: <laughs> Let's hope Thank so. That, thanks a lot.
0: So that concludes this episode of the Optiseller podcast. If you did enjoy, please leave a comment a rating and subscribe. If you want to find out more about how to prep for peak trade, check out our Preparing for Peak Trade series at www.opteseller.com/blog. Thanks again for listening. I'll catch up with you next month with a new episode and a brand new guest.